Hi everyone, my name's Steve Tudor and welcome to the Friday Show. It's a show that's looking forward to Sky's unbiased commentary this Sunday. On today's part, we are, entirely unsurprisingly, concentrating on City's trip to Anfield to take on the Mentality Monsters or Jürgen's Giants or whatever the ever hell they're called these days by a circle jerk in media. We'll be asking too, just how happy are you right now as a blue? To discuss all this and more, I'm delighted to be joined by Harry and Ali. Hi Harry, you well pal? Yes, yes, I'm good mate. Um, just started a university course back nice. into the grind this week, so... Uh, I'm just kind of chugging along, but I've also been let know that I'm nowhere near as tired as you, so I will just be quiet. <laughs> yeah, but you've been learning shorthand, and that is going to be a bit of a, a, a head fuck, I should imagine. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just it, if you if you want it uh, defines it anyone else, it's just hieroglyphics basically. Oh. <laughs> Ali, have you done that shorthand in, in the past? You know what? I did about six months and was almost getting competent at it. Uh, and then I ne- never actually needed it. I never finished my NCTJ, which is why, my, uh, why Harry's way ahead of me. Um, <laughs> and I absolutely uh, hated myself ever since for letting it slip because I was just starting to get the hang of it. Right. Um, and anyway, I'm, I'm kind of dyspraxic and... and ADHD, <laughs> the worst kind of person I've been trying to do shorthand of the bit. I can barely do joined up writing from age seven, you know. Uh, but uh, I, I, I would urge Harry to keep it up because it is incredibly yeah. useful, and I really wish I hadn't let it slip. It is. It's, it's just, just practice. It's just practice. Like yeah. we do eight hours a week on it. So I think that kind of shows eight hours a week for a year shows how hard it is to master. So I'm not putting too much pressure on myself because that time frame and just sort of seeing the basics makes it seem a bit daunting but once you kind of get into it you can see the sort of patterns that you'll start to start to do and i think after a bit i think you're surprised i think i'll surprise myself come say maybe christmas i'll look back at it and just think oh how was i that useless back in september <laughs> yeah. um but no yeah this it's just getting used to the, the rule there's different rules on words and sounds and what to omit when you write in shorthand and basically when you look at the page it would look like something like, like morse code it's just bizarre mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's it, you've got to get it up to the the, the industry standard 100 words a minute by by next year so Keep that eight, eight hours a week and then obviously a little bit of my own time and I, I should get there, hopefully. Padding your knee when you're watching the telly. Uh, just like whatever you're watching on telly. Yes. Write it down as you're going yeah. along. And you don't even I've been to told radio is a very good one for oh, that yeah, as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never really felt like a journalist and because I'm not trained, if anyone's ever called me a journalist, I've really not felt comfortable with that. I'm a blogger, basically, who got lucky. And so I've never really felt like, a, you know, and oh my God, if I was doing shorthand, I would genuinely feel like I had one of those hats on with chest sticking out and <laughs> called Scoop McGee or something. It would be amazing. If, if, if I pass, then you can get me one of them then. Definitely, yeah. mate. Yeah, absolutely. We'll all trip in. Yeah. Um, okay, Manchester City and um, Liverpool. Before we get to Anfield, I just want to get, know from you guys because we're, what, six games, six league games in, a few other games in as well, two Champions League games. Now seems like a good time to kind of take a deep breath, assess see where we are um harry are you happy with what you've seen so far uh, i think we've kind of got to say it's been better than expected right um yeah. yeah i think going through it i think kind of focusing on the league first of all spurs was a bit of a of a dud game you know players not back our record at spurs is is awful i'm pretty sure it's 100 percent loss there in it right so yeah, uh, and, and we had no pre-season as well so uh, and then, but since then, I think especially in the league, we're seeing signs of this team really sort of clicking into gear. If we can display the ruthlessness we showed against the likes of Arsenal and Norwich, albeit in terrible forms at the time, 
combining that with the grit uh, and the quality of wins over Leicester and Chelsea, then I think we're in for a pretty successful season. One thing I'd like to point out actually before I kind of move on to the Champions League is only conceding one goal our season so far is a massive achievement for the, yes. for the defence, especially considering that goal came with a bat line of Cancelo, Diazake and the man who should not be named against Spurs in that mm. game that I've just said was a dud game. So uh, I think that's massively impressive. I think Champions League is a bit of a, a different story, not in terms of results, just in terms of the sort of way it's fell. Um, I think we've definitely got the beat in a Leipzig uh, and we should do with Bruges considering, uh, you know, the, our, our size compared to theirs. So all of a sudden the games with Paris became a bit of a non-event, sort of the way this, it was scheduled and particularly with the importance of that game in the context of this week, it kind of became a third in the list of priority. I don't know about, about you lot. Definitely. Um, so I think looking at it overall, considering I thought the start we were going to have and the teams we played, look, we've, we've got Liverpool this weekend and then pretty sure a couple of games after the international break, we've got United at Old Trafford as well. After that, we've played a lot of the big sides away from home. So... We're in a very, very good position, especially if we can pick up some sort of result this weekend. Um, I think we've picked up points at places that I didn't think we were going to pick up points. Of course, the only other bad result was, was Southampton. But if we can be as ruthless as we have been in some games, in, the, in them smaller games, and show the sort of grit that we've showed in the bigger games, I, I think we're really in for a good season. And plus, you know, we've also got the cup cups to go in. Of course, we've progressed in that. Uh, we always do very well in the cup, so we're always going to be there or thereabouts. This team is good enough to be to win every single trophy if they wanted to. It's just if you know if injuries uh, if injury problems happen. Uh, we could get knocked out of a few things. But yeah, so far, I think we've got to say it's been better than expected. Absolutely. I mean, you mentioned the, the, the clean sheets. Uh, that, that was the defining narrative for me last season. Um, it's so unexpected as well, considering kind of the defences we've had in the past. You know, sometimes brilliant, sometimes poor, but always felt that we could be got at under the certain circumstances. We just looked so solid, so organised last year. And it came from nowhere for me and it was amazing. Uh, and we're seeing a continuation of that this year. So that, I mean... A clean sheet at Anfield at the weekend, that would be one hell of a statement to make. And I think then people will start talking again about our defence. But this time it will be without kind of Stones and Diaz partnership, which was, you know, such a key part of last season. Um, A lot of these games have been achieved with differing names, different faces. So it may be the the kind of system that's in place rather than the the personnel. Um, Ali, when when you look back at this kind of last six games or so, Apart from the clean sheets, what other kind of aspects have jumped out at you as, as really encouraging? Uh, there's probably not the kind of answer you're expecting, but I think a really important one is six weeks in, first of October, um, we've got almost a fully fit squad. Yeah. And yeah. The, the one or two mm. people who aren't fully fit are on their way back rather than you know just gone down. Um, that's huge and really important at this time of year. Uh, so that you know that's a good one. Um, you know, like a, a bit like Harry. If, if you'd asked me back at the beginning of August uh, whether on the first of October I would take the position we're in now in the league, uh, and for that matter in the Champions League, I would have you know, but bitten your hand off is maybe saying it a bit too much. But uh, I you know, I would have been very pleased with this as a as a, an offer for where we could be. So yeah, it's all good. Um, I think uh, the. The range of quality that we've seen across the pitch, the, the, the performances from players that we possibly wouldn't have expected them. Um, Bernardo being close to the form of his life, uh, mm. is a huge plus for us at the moment. Um, 
Uh, the the way in which Grealish has come in and looked like he's been a Pep Guardiola player all his life and doing an incredibly disciplined job. You know, he's been given a very specific job to do uh, on the you know top left wing, um, and he's stuck to it. And, and I would imagine Pep Guardiola is absolutely delighted with Grealish's form. Um, and yeah, um, you you've talked about the central defence, which is massive. Uh, and the only thing we're missing is that kind of. Um, Killer consistency. Uh, yeah, I would probably have rolled my eyes and not been remotely surprised if back at the beginning of August you had told me that the points we will drop uh, over the first six games will be a stupid like nil nil draw against Southampton and then a completely daft like um, a freakish game to to start us off against Tottenham. They're the kind of points that we do drop, to be perfectly yeah. honest. And, yeah. and it's a very city thing that we've dropped points in, in games that we really shouldn't have done. Uh, and if we can eliminate that and go on a, a proper, uh, a, a long stretch of wins at some point in the season. I mean, we now, we, we've learned over the last five years that the way, uh, Pep Guardiola City team wins a title is by going on a, a run of, of 15, 20 games unbeaten, uh, and you know, consecutive wins quite often. And I would much rather do that over November, December, <laughs> January Definitely. than, than doing too, it over yeah. like February, uh, March, April, because I don't think my blood pressure can stand <laughs> that one again. Um, I think realistically we probably are looking at the latter. Naturally, there's enough other teams will be uh, will be performing at a much higher level than we've seen over recent years that we probably will be end up taking it closer to the wire. Um, but it would be really nice to get just a really... Um, kind of comprehensive run of, of victories together and just like ratch up a lot of points and take the pressure off. Mm, I mean, a, a negative for me is something that obviously is beyond our control, which is that other teams are looking a lot better, a lot stronger, a lot more consistent yeah. this season. I mean, look at the beyond Liverpool. Um, mm. It's four teams, all played six, won four, drew, drew one, lost one. Um, with a couple with similar goal difference as well, City, Chelsea. So, yeah, I, I think there can be great competition this year. So that's a negative. But, of course, that's beyond our control. Nothing we can do about that. A big plus, which is something I've talked about a couple of times on, on the pod, is how we're sharing out the goals this year, which mm. is something we did last year and something we need to do. Um, I uncovered, lads, a, a fantastic stat, which I'm very pleased with. So I'm going to share with you now. Um, about 10 minutes before we came on air, I was just looking into us sharing around. So basically, we've had 14 different goal scorers across all competitions so far, which in itself is amazing. In 2013-14, we won the league with 14 different goal scorers across all competitions all oh, wow. season. Yeah, all season long. So when you think of how many games we got left, how many more goal scorers are we going to get on? Realistically, about five, six, seven. Then, you know, we're sharing the goals around fantastically. Um by comparison, Liverpool have had 10 different scorers, but of course, they, they have such reliance on their strikers. So that's understandable. Yeah. Um, talking of Liverpool, we can't put it off anymore. I guess we've, we've got to look <laughs> at Anfield. And let's, let's start with the Red Men, as my mate loves to call them. Um, are the Red Men, Harry, getting back to their best after a disappointing 2021? Um. And no, I won't say they're best, but they've certainly improved from last season. I think it's pretty hard not to improve from last season. Mm. But last season they had a bit of a, a bit of a blunt attack. I know Salah was was up there in terms of goals, but that was it. I think Mane struggled massively. For me, you know, saw a massive drop off. 
Jota was a, a fantastic signing, but he had his injury problems as well. So they struggled, I think, in attack last season to find a um, a consistent source of goals that wasn't Mo Salah. Uh, and then combine that with the injuries that they had at the back, it really hampered them. Um, but this season, I think their attack is backfiring. Um, Salah, of course, as usual. He just was it the hundred club that he just joined he last did, week. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, of course, he's scoring goals as usual. I think Mane's starting to find a bit more form, although it's sort of got been a bit slow going, but in the last couple of weeks, he's definitely shown signs of him getting back to his best. Uh, and then Firmino and Jota are sort of kind of landing blow for blow, aren't they, in terms of scoring goals in the league. And then uh, Firmino's bagged a brace in the Champions League. So they've got options up there now for goals, which is obviously uh, a massive concern, but... I think at the back they've been leaking goals, which is massively surprising considering I thought Van Dijk would come back and that would be it. They'd be back to showing up shot. Um, I do want to point out that I think a problem for that, and I think it's something that I think it's hampered City massively in the past too, is that Van Dijk has had pretty much a different partner every game. Yeah. Like it's gone from Matip to Gomez to Canate, that new lad. So he's not really had a settled centre-back partner and I think that's hampered City in the past I think it's hampered Liverpool so far this season so combine City struggling for goals a bit with a solid uh, with a solid defence and, and Liverpool leaking goals but having a good attack it, we should be in for a really good game um, uh, I, I think it kind of be naive to say that we won't struggle um, there you know obviously I, I'm sure we'll come on to it but I'm sure last season really doesn't play into it as much as everyone thinks um, but Liverpool are massively improved from this season. They've got a new energy about them. Uh, but I wouldn't say they're back to the best purely from defensively. I think they can get bigger at. Okay. Um, Ali, would you go along with that? Do you think they're kind of, are they looking as fearsome as they used to be or is there something lacking still? Yeah, I, I found them a bit, a bit puzzling this season. I've, I've probably watched uh, three or maybe four of their games over the, over the season mm. and they've never looked quite right. Um, they've looked scary. Salah, as always, going forward is is you know a bit like Ronaldo at the moment. You just think that every game he plays, you assume he's going to get a winning goal. Um, and they're still dangerous, and and they've like won a few games really quite comfortably. Uh, they were really good against Porto the other night, so they'll be in a good frame of mind this weekend on on that score. Uh, but they've just there's something missing. There's too many of their players. Um, either just haven't looked up to uh, their own form or just not quite fitting into their system at the moment. Uh, and particularly, obviously, at the back. Um, the, the, uh, Trent Alexander-Armstrong... Uh, Alexander-Armstrong, I always call him Alexander-Armstrong. I'm always trying to put well, him in, in, in charge of a uh, pointless... <laughs> I was going to say, let's l- l- hope that Liverpool are pointless on Sunday, yes. <laughs> I'll try that again. Trent Alexander-Arnold, that's the one, isn't it? Um, will be out this weekend, and he had been looking somewhere back close to his best, so I think that's quite a significant uh, injury for them. Um, and Robinson over the other side had been poor for most of most of his Yes, season. yeah. Um, and, and I think Van Dijk, uh, you know, they've had a few clean sheets, but even when he's been playing well, he hasn't looked as dominant and as confident uh, as he has in, well, obviously not last season, but you know, in, in when he was at his best. Um, so yeah, it, it's not quite fitting together, but 
the thing about Liverpool is it's n- never been so much about their individual abilities yeah. or even their tactical nous or, or you know, Klopp's uh, tactical genius or any of that. It's largely about attitude and, and belief and will to win. Um, and you know, and, and I'm not uh, having a go at them here. I'm, pay, I'm paying credit to them. Um, I think their strength is they can pull results out when they're playing badly and they can get wins when they really don't deserve them. And they've been doing this for years. You know, they're, they're United do this a lot, but Liverpool are, are the absolute masters of it. Um, playing rubbish in a game and then somehow nicking a one nil. In, in the last minute. Um, and I don't think anything's changed there. I think they will, you know, that, that's still the danger with Liverpool. Uh, so whether or not they look like they're, you know, fully, finely tuned machine and, and firing in all cylinders and all the rest of it probably doesn't matter that much because I think their will to win is very much still there. And, you know, the, the, um, you know, sheer driving competitive, uh, um, energy that they've got to their play is, is absolutely there and that's really what I'm worried about on first Sunday. Well, I mean, you guys were kind of making me feel a bit better because I have been a bit, well, I'm always worried before going to Anfield. I hate the fixture, to be honest. Uh, and I'll be mm. glad to, you know, I took a draw right now and just move on. But oh, um, yeah. but you guys were making me feel better. But it's right what you say, Ali. And, and that kind of feeds into something else, which is a, a concern of mine. And it's, it's a concern that annoys a lot of City fans. And, um, to my mind, we were touching denial about it. We, 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 we mock it. We belittle it, but it's there. And that is the, the, the fiery atmosphere at Anfield. It is a factor. It has affected the team in the past. It's rattled them. I'm sorry, but it's just true. We've seen it in front of our own eyes on at least two occasions, two different games. Last year, we, we ended our hoodoo with a 4-1 win. We were absolutely magnificent. But this time, you got 50,000 zealots in there um, and Liverpool's ferocious front three looking back to their best. So, Harry, is that a concern for you that it could be a similar game as to what we've seen before uh, at Anfield, at mm. at Anfield, where basically they just throw everything out as a kitchen sink and all in a fiery atmosphere and they capitalise on any mistake that we make. That's what we've seen in the past. Will that happen again? Yeah, I think I think what you've said is spot on, especially when they sort of video proof of, of Pep and the players kind of saying how intimidated they yeah, were by the atmosphere, yeah. especially in that Champions League game. There's no point in arguing. I think I've sort of removed myself from all the atmosphere chat because, you know, with the City stuff, I've just tried to remove myself from sort of all that narrative. But like I said yeah. before, I think it'd be naive to say it won't play a part. Uh, I think when it went 1-1 last season, they didn't have the crowd to sort of drive them on and yes, really take definitely. control of the game. Yeah, uh, City took control and and we ended up battering them. So, so this year, uh, no matter your what your opinion is on it, you know the Anfield crowd do get up for the big games. So, it's a chance for them to open up a four point. I think it's a four point gap on us. Yeah. It's a chance for us to go top of the league. The atmosphere is going to be buzzing. Klopp teams typically play on emotion. City teams typically play on being very calm and controlled in possession. If it turns into one of them sort of, in quotation marks, heavy metal games of football where it's back and forth, it'll massively suit Liverpool and it massively be a disadvantage to us. Uh, and what is the main factor in that? The crowd making a lot of noise and they will make a lot of noise. It's how City deal with that atmosphere, play their own game, get control of the game and don't let Liverpool get into passages of play where they're, they're launching it forward and creating counter-attacks and uh, uh, attacks at a quick speed. So you've got to almost sort of 
slow the game down to a death sort of even yeah. you know like you said with a draw you know if we kill it it's a nil nil I think that's a fantastic result well, to get out of there we've done it before haven't we I mean yeah. precisely exactly as you described there that's, that's what we did in that nil nil we, we just slowed everything down we kind of tried to take out all emotion from the game um, if it wasn't for the fact that we were City fans that would have been a fairly boring game to watch given the quality mm. on, on display um, but oh my god it was tense and it was nervy but all the same yeah. was, that's exactly what they had to do in that at that I don't know, obviously there was a Mahrez penalty miss which could have really changed things. I think, I think that's why people see that as a bad result because we we missed that penalty, but look at it sort of result, yeah. away from the, that, you know, getting any sort of result out of Anfield, especially with the crowd there, it's fantastic. So if we can take any sort... I mean, I came into this this week thinking that if we can get a result a result out of either one of the teams, yes, um, I, I think so. it's fantastic because I, I did, did think we just couldn't sort of fall too far behind the pace, especially with drawing at, at Southampton. But coupled with a few results elsewhere, of course, Liverpool dropping points last week, United dropping points. I think this is a real opportunity to sort of send another statement. And God, it would be—I mean, it would be even bigger statement than Chelsea for me if we if we got some sort of result out of this yeah. this weekend, uh, especially with the teams like I said before, we've already played away from home. Um, Ali, you mentioned there about kind of lack of injuries, uh, thankfully that we've got at the moment. With that in mind, um, I, I think I'm assuming Stones is out, um, Zinchenko's out. Um, Apart from that, we've got a. Is that right, Harry? Uh, the the only two that are out at the moment are, are Zinchenko. He's got a calf problem. I imagine that's going to be until the end of the international break. And Pep's already said Gundogan isn't fit until after the international break. Stones has been on the bench the last two games, so he could feature if he wanted to. Right. Okay. Okay. So, well, I, I wouldn't fancy just chucking him in there, to be honest. No, he hasn't no. played for, what, three weeks. So. Without mind, I'm predicting anyway that it's going to be Laporte and Diaz at the back. Um, Ali, how are you kind of seeing the lineup? What kind of um, players do you think will will feature? Okay, I, I've given this a lot of thought last night and coming up to to do this pod this morning. Um, and I've got a fundamental problem that there are twelve players that have to play. <laughs> <laughs> and, and however hard I shuffle them about, there's still twelve. <laughs> Uh, I mean, what, what I'm going for there is that um, Bernardo and Rodri, or well, Rodri doing the, the holding number six job that, that he always does, and then Bernardo is the kind of free floating, pressing, uh, uh, what did I call him last week? Jack Russell, Jack Russell and Steve, yes. uh just darting everywhere, like breaking everything up and taking the ball. Um, the two of those two players have been doing a fantastic job. Uh, I mean, I, I know we lost 2 0 at. Um, in Paris, but I thought they did a pretty good job of doing that there too, and, mm. and it, you know, it was just it, it, I don't want to get into the XG debate again, but I think you know the, the XG figures for that game were actually quite revealing. And like we we did keep them to like you know what should have been less than one goal, um, but they had Messi and and they had like <laughs> one one goal, and, and that's how it works. So. Um, Beyond that, I mean, I, I, I'm really happy with uh, particularly the, the Chelsea game. Bernardo's performance was just immense. Um, admittedly, I think Liverpool are a, a more difficult team to do that against than Chelsea because we uh, pretty much knew how Chelsea would play and it would involve quite a slow build-up from the back. Um, and we were able to press them very high and, and throttle them in, in their own like, first third, really. Uh Liverpool are much more likely to just hoof it long if they need to, um, and it'll probably be harder to press them out of the game, but we still need to try. Um, 
But whatever, uh, I do want Bernardo on the pitch. I'm being serious about it. If, if, if I am only allowed 11 players, um, I would be seriously, te- seriously tempted to play Bernardo in the right um, instead of Mahrez. Right, and okay. allow him to do, allow him to do the pressing job and the the hearing about all over the place. Uh, from from there, um, I would really like to see uh, Foden playing on the the left of mid uh, midfield alongside De Bruyne with Grealish outside him, um, and I would really like to see uh, Ferran Torres up front. Uh, so. Uh, that was a kind of roundabout way of saying I think my my choice of the the, the same the, the back four that I think we probably all agree on, and then Rodri, uh, Bernard uh, sorry Rodri De Bruyne Foden, and then a front three of uh, Grealish Torres and Bernardo Silva. Um, that's the way I would go. But of course I'm not Pep and, and I don't <laughs> even pretend to know what's in his head, and I've got no way no way. Uh, of knowing what which way he'll go, um, but that's how I would play it. Agree, no. is an interesting one. Go on, Harry. I was going to say, Ali, no Gabriel Jesus for you. Well, I, I was, it's either I think it's either Jesus or um, Torres for me um, right. as the third one up front, uh, and it I, I was literally tossing a coin on that one. I I, um, I mean, they, I I basically dropping Jesus because I'm I'm trying to get Bernardo in the pitch. You know that that's yeah, again, okay. he's, he's my twelfth man that I keep talking about. Um, Getting Bernardo in there does mean that you know one of the you know the uh, either the the number nine or the uh, the right winger needs to go. Um, and yeah, sorry, Gabby, but um, but I think I probably would just edge towards Torres in this one. Um, mainly, if nothing else, because like Torres must have been chomping at the bit for the last couple of games. He hasn't been in the pitch for. Mm. Yeah, like 180 minutes yes. now, yeah. um, and I think he's probably ready to explode because he doesn't deserve to get dropped. He's been playing really well every time he has been in the pitch this year. Um, but to be honest, there, there are you know, half a dozen different combinations, particularly of of the front three that we could go with, um, and I wouldn't be overly unhappy with any. But but I'll you know, come back to the point. I do want Bernardo to be on the pitch. Um, Harry, as regards to that kind of front six. Oh, let's say front five, if we're all in agreement that Rodri has to start. Yeah. yeah. Um, so front five, who would it be for you? I, I, in terms of what what I would think, uh, I assume he just makes the two changes that he made in midweek and Jesus and, and Phil Foden come back in for Mares and yeah. uh, and Sterling, which would make it Rodri, uh, De Bruyne, Bernardo, Foden, Jesus off the right and and, and Grealish on the left with mm. uh, with Foden through the centre. Um, basically because he's sort of shown so far this season that if you play well in in the league, you don't get dropped. And I mean, <laughs> I don't think you can drop the team that played against Chelsea because he played so well. Uh, one thing I want to kind of throw into the ether because it'll either make me like a genius or make me look <laughs> stupid. And I know everyone will be saying, no, no, absolutely no chance. I want to say Raheem Sterling. And there's a bit of a conundrum with Sterling purely because of his performance at Anfield last season. Yeah, uh, I've had, it, I'd, I'd, I'd look into it. Surprisingly, he's got the best record of, of a City player in the last five games against Liverpool. He scored three goals. Uh, and at Anfield last season and at the Etihad, he had the beating of Trent Alexander-Arnold in both games on that left-hand side. Um, and Grealish has played a lot of games. And I mean, has he? when was the last time Grealish didn't play? Apart well, from Wickham, Wickham won it, right? Yeah. That was the only I, time I, I he's not played. I find Grealish the really interesting one. I can see Grealish being dropped for this. Um, and mm. it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that he doesn't track back. I'm not saying any of that nonsense. <laughs> but in terms of characteristics... 
he'll get there, yeah. but he's not there yet. I don't think he is a City player who can play at Anfield in a Pep system nope. just yet. He will, six months down the line, three months down the line. He's not there yet. Torres is there. Foden is there. I Sterling's there, of course. I can't see Grealish starting. Um, whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. I just don't think he will start. Yeah, no, I, I, ju- I just wanted to throw that out there, Sterling, sort of on the left. I think Foden will be false nine. Mm. All, um, all I would say, guys, is that my main reason why I think Grealish will be in is exactly the one that you've given, which is that Pep really hasn't been dropping players that have been playing yeah, this year. Uh, sure. yeah, I, I don't think he's done enough wrong to be dropped, particularly in, in the league games and, and especially against Chelsea. Uh, yeah. But but yeah, like I said, all of these are incredibly tight calls and, and I really yeah. wouldn't be surprised by any of the combinations. What about um, kind of systemal setup? Um, Pap has gone about it two very different ways in the past at Anfield. Um, they've both backfired and they've worked both once each um, as yeah. regards to playing a defensive setup and a nil-nil and uh, his more usual controlled looking to attack at every moment kind of 4-1 last season. But it's also backfired, of course, and sometimes spectacularly so, it has to be said. There's a lot of City fans who think basically we're going to go there at the weekend to attack. Um, I'll I'll start with you, Harry. So you don't think so? You think it could be a case of just trying to control the game and try and take all emotion out of it? Yeah, I think he's everything that I said before. I think it just would suit Liverpool massively if we we went there and went toe-to-toe with them. I think that's what they want. Uh, Especially not to the levels of pressing we saw against Chelsea. I mean, Tuchel pretty much rather cowardly sat back and, and, and let City have the ball and then when they won the ball back, City were pressing them virtually on the edge of their own box. So yeah. I, I just don't think they'd be... They'd be pressing, of course, is pressing in every Pep Guardiola team, but I just don't think going toe-to-toe with Liverpool really works. I think we went there in the, Invincer, the Invincible, sorry, the, the Centurion season, uh, and we kind of felt invincible, uh, and we went toe-to-toe with thinking, oh, you know, the quality we've got, we, we can go toe-to-toe with them, and that massively backfired. And I think since that day, Pep has realised that, yeah, you, you, can't, you can't just go blow for a blow with Liverpool because they, they've got the quality and more importantly they've got the better clinicality than City yes. uh, in front of goal yeah. especially at the moment with the way Salah is, is playing so I think the way to go is uh, it's easy to say just like the 4-1 last season because obviously it's a completely different game controlling uh, I think that's why we'll miss Gundogan a lot this uh, this game I thought of course apart from the two goals he was massively impressive in that game at Anfield last season his sort of calmness on the ball in midfield is what we need I think uh, so that'll be the role of of, of Kevin De Bruyne and, and Bernardo Silva if it is the two that he decides to go there just control it but you know if we do get a chance to attack don't be cowardly do actually go forward and we have the players to score goals it's just if we can get into that areas and then of course it's about taking the chances when we get them if we can take the chances when we get them like we did well by the penalty miss of course Anfield last season uh, I think we've got a really good chance of beating them uh, but definitely not toe for toe because they will beat us um, Ali would you go along with that? Yeah to an extent um, I think there's a slightly different picture this year in that uh, I, I said earlier, and I, if I was a Liverpool fan, I would be deeply worried about their defence. Um, I think particularly whoever, if we assume it's Grealish on the left or uh, whether it's you know Grealish gets dropped and Foden plays there or whatever, um, I, I do not fancy James Milner at right back for them. Uh, oh, I forgot Trent's injured, didn't he? Yeah. Trent's injured. Uh, so, you know, Milner's going to be playing right back. Everybody seems to agree on that. They, they don't have any other alternatives. Um, I, I can easily see 
uh, Grealish or whoever absolutely tearing pieces off them down that flank. Um, and even the other thing, I, I think where we've got a, a um, big plus in our favour is about the uh, depth of squad at the moment. Liverpool have played something ridiculous, like seven games in 23 days, something like that, um, and almost all the same players. Uh, and they don't have the depth to rotate the way we've been doing and we can do. Um, so I think uh, they are going to be tired. Uh, Van Dyke hasn't looked brilliant, as I said, this season. Um, and, you know, he's, he will have played uh, three really quite demanding games, including a long away trip in Europe um, in within a week. Uh, and and so, you know, I, I think we can get a lot of goals against them. I, I think they, they potentially could be quite shaky. Um, and if, they, if we put under them pressure, if we put them under pressure, the way... Brentford did last weekend yeah. for heaven's sake and do three goals off them. Um uh I you know, I I, I don't yeah, I, I know what you're saying about going toe to toe and, and you know if, if we open up too much then yeah Salah will will put goals past us as well. Um but I think if it does come down to a you know a basketball shootout, I think we will beat them. Um now that's not how I think Pep will play. I think he will try and control it, and he will try and control the pace and stop them breaking. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's goals in this game, and and I think the majority of them will be ours. And and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm feeling good about that side of it. Yeah, I'll tell you what as well. When I've because I've done a couple of previews this week for you know like betting previews, and when I've looked at those defeats, so many times it comes down to just defensive calamities. Um, so, like that four three, for example, you know, um, where we did go toe to toe, and it was a basketball game. Um, we could see the four goals that day because two, at least two of them, were our own doing, really. Yeah. Um, and I can't conceive, you know, Ruben Diaz. And I don't want to jinx anything, of course, but he's not the kind of player who does that. And he's, you know, nor is Laporte. And also, that that one, the, the four three, was that when Pep put. Um... Gundogan like as a, a right wing back to get that him on the was pitch. The was that, that the nil nil on it? If I was the nil nil, oh, was that the nil nil? Oh no, Champions League, Champions League, three nil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah. was when, when we saw it before the game. It's like what? Yeah. That was another shambles. <laughs> yeah, oh. I mean, I, 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 all these games mix up in my head, but but so often, I mean, the, the Liverpool games are classic examples of, of Pep going into big games and pulling one of his rabbits out oh, of yeah. the hat, which he used to do every time. And quite often they haven't worked. You know, he pulled a rabbit out of the hat and it's turned out to be a, a duck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, hopefully, I mean, and, and I also, fingers crossed, touch wood, uh, this year Pep seems to have got that out of the system. We haven't we haven't had those any of those yet this season. <laughs> finding, rapidly finding a bit of wood just, to touch. Just wait, wait till we get to April. <laughs> well, I know, I know. Uh, but, I, but again, the, the having a close to a, a fully fit and firing squad is, does help a lot with that. He doesn't need to put mm. quite so many square pegs and round holes. Um, and also, I mean, I, uh, I'm in, enormously grateful to uh, Ilke Gundogan for all the fantastic goals he's scored for us and all the amazing contributions he's made. But in some ways, he's often the problem. Pep trying to get Gundogan on the pitch mm. is where a lot of the, the weirdnesses yeah. have come from over the years. And the fact that's not an option has perhaps made things a bit more straightforward. Um, and, you know, just, just put, uh, you know, taking, take, taking one option away from Pep to, to do something like, uh, off the wall. So, yeah, um, I, I think all in all, I think Harry's probably right that it will be something very close to the Chelsea 
starting lineup that we see again. Um, because a lot, it does seem that Pep is kind of settling into a, a, a pattern of, of picking players that play well. Yeah, I think, I think, well, yeah, I agree with that. I think it will be the same kind of lineup as plays Chelsea, but with more selective pressing and keeping your shape and, and kind of, you know, just being mindful of Liverpool's kind of love of, of throwing the ball into the channels and kind of, you know, hurling four or five players up at great speed, um, which has been our, again, our, our undoing in the past. By the way, you mentioned there about Milner and Grealish. Um, there's a post on the Liverpool forum, but still up, hasn't been taken down, where someone says, if we lose at the weekend, at least can we see James Milner end Jack Grealish's career. So uh, just <gasps> just just to remind everyone of, of you know who we're dealing with here, who we're playing at the weekend, because it's easy <sighs> to forget. It's easy to just get kind of, you know, distracted with Chelsea and how good they are this year. To, to, you know, we need to remember. It's Liverpool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> talking of which, um, Harry, how do you think this one will play out then? What, what's your kind of, as regard, never mind how, how we're set up, but kind of, you know, how do you think the game itself will play out? Um, oh, it's a really tough one. Liverpool games are always a really tough one to call they because are, they, are. They, they go one of two ways. They're either chaos, utter chaos, or they're really, really dull and boring. Um, I'm hoping this one is a bit more dull and boring and I know it's not a f- football purist way of looking at it you know I think that is the football purist way Harry it's, like, it's the yeah. amateurs that want like a, a yes. single thriller like we purists want a like tough nil nil <laughs> exactly and that, that is where I'm going to leave it I, I, I think we should kill it and it should a nil nil and to be fair four points out of this week Chelsea and Liverpool yeah. away it would be a cracking result so yeah nil nil I, I think that Salah will score. He's scored in every game apart from against Burnley this season. Um, and I think that we'll score. And I'm going to go for a 1-1. Um, and I think mm-hmm. it's just going to be... It's going to be one of those games where at least one of the halves is going to be really dull. But at some point, it's going to explode into life. Um, a game <laughs> like this usually does. So I think there's going to be a, a, a quite um, engrossing 25 minutes amidst an otherwise fairly not negative but one of those games where both teams are so fearful of each other they they kind of cancel each other out and I would absolutely take that by the way I'll take it to a 1-1 um, Ali how do you think this will play out yeah well I, I always seem to predict 1-1 for these kind of games because my, my logic is if it gets to an hour in uh, and the scores are equal, then both managers and both yes. teams will probably settle for that and yeah. so it, yeah. it'll fizzle out. Um, that said, I always predict that and I never seem to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll tell you what, I, I, I will say that um, it is going to go into to chaos ball and we're going to win 3 2. How about that? Oh. That would be, yeah. I, I wouldn't know how to respond, frankly. No. <laughs> I am an emotional man these past couple of weeks. So <laughs> I don't think I could take that. Yeah. And I, I, having said that, I would actually much rather we have been. I, I know my, my ideal would be we absolutely throttle the game to nil nil and then nick it in, in injury time. I imagine. Take a one nil. Uh, that, I mean, that would be glorious. Um, but what? I actually think that's less likely than like, a you know, full scale murder ball. If it's I an could, injury time winner, sorry, if it's an injury time winner at Anfield, I just want it to be as clear cut as possible. I don't want any VAR nonsense. I want to be yeah. able to basically take my clothes off instantly <laughs> and, and run down the street. I, I don't want to be halfway down the road when I suddenly think, hang on, was he offside then? I want, I want it to be a 25 yarder, no bother. 
Uh, go on, Harry. Sorry. I was just going to say, when is the last time we've got a, a sort of last-minute winner against a big team? Unless I'm completely forgetting one. I yeah. That's we the quit. I think we're due one. We're due one, aren't we? we? Are so it's going to happen this yeah. weekend. Yeah, United made I mean, it happen. The, uh, the Champions League running was it? We went behind to Paris, uh, PSG in the first leg, I think. Mm. Yeah, um, and then got two goals in the second half. And I remember thinking then uh, how unusual it was for us to actually come from behind. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, mean, I think that was the first time all season we'd come from behind to, to win a game. Um, and as for when the last time we... I think the last time we hit an injury time winner was probably... Uh, Balotelli's Ryan, penalty against Ryan, Spurs. <laughs> 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 I think Ryan Sterling in the, um, uh, in the Centurions season. Uh, I think he did it a couple of times against Southampton and West Ham. Uh, Jesus, yeah. Yeah, in the yeah. middle, in the middle of that huge big. Jesus, yeah. Oh, and Jesus, of course, for the actual hundred point. Yeah, uh, that Sterling one against that Southampton. Oh my word, yeah. that was that was, just that was incredible. The, the <laughs> atmosphere walking out of that ground. It was like yeah. I had a whole row to myself. They'd all gone. Everyone had gone on my row. I had a whole row to celebrate. It was fantastic. <laughs> oh man. Do you know what? Do you know a funny story? Sorry, funny story. I met, and it sounds like a massive flex. I met De Bruyne and Walker the day after. I'd won a competition to meet them the day after. Right. And and the first thing I sat down, sat down in the in the the loom over moment. Left that late, lads, didn't you? (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. You sat down in the limo. I won a competition when I was like 17 or something. It was like a JD competition. They were up right. in JD in town. And I think De Bruyne and, and uh, Walker were like sponsored by it or something. And my mum had actually entered me just randomly. And one day I got a call from college. And I was, it was like someone had died. She was on for like, oh. I was like, are you all right? Are you okay? Are you okay? She said, guess who you're meeting tomorrow? I was like, go on. Oh, De Bruyne and Walker. I was like, what? They came and picked me up in a limo in the day. We had a drive around Manchester. We had a few games of FIFA and then we went and opened the JD store together. And there was a point where I was just sort of sat in the back room with them, just me, Kyle Walker and, and De Bruyne. I was just like, Wow, like I am actually just sat here with two Manchester City players. But yeah, that, I can't, honestly, I can't God, that game was incredible. We've done this pod however many times. I mean, I was, I've done a fair few with you, and I know Steve's done a lot more. And it's taken you this long to get around I was to mentioning about to that. I the exact same thing. Word for word, I was going to say the same thing. If I was yeah, there, I'd, I'd, be tell, I'd be telling that story every single week you were on this podcast. I mean, I'm very surprised that I haven't told you. I tell every single person. I mean, he told me, right? He told me that I must be his long lost brother because I a lot of people say I look like De Bruyne and the guy there's a guy called Steve who was hosting the thing and when I met him he was like are, are you are related like laughing and De Bruyne turns to me and just goes oh you must be my long lost brother and that to this day is the greatest oh, moment of my life yes. <laughs> yes I mean I'm holding back my kind of when me and Saoirse went out on a piss I'm, I'm holding that one back for another time <laughs> but, oh my god man fair dues. that's amazing Right, well, what yeah, that? lovely lads, lovely lads, <laughs> bezies. Um, yeah, let, let's let's grab that fixture in focus. United, Everton, Everton are going to win. United are shot. Yeah, United are rubbish. <laughs> let's call it. A date. Thank you so much for today. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Ali. Absolute pleasure as always, mate. Thanks, Harry. Yeah, nice one, mate. Uh, that's a wrap for today, folks. We're off to watch last year's four-one on repeat to help steady the nerves. In the meantime, take care. Be well. And forever up, the Klopp Rattling Blues.